Blog Talk Radio. It's September 22nd, 2019. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where Pro- Progresses for Change presented opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co host Jeff Brown. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a Living Radio Show is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Listen Now, and you may follow us on Twitter. Turn this computer down just a little. It's been kind of active here. we got a lot of stuff going on. This week, as all of you may know, um, I have a little something to say here before we get into the rest of the show. Thank you, Gary Jones, for leading the national bargaining team in prayer and in solidarity at noon on this show, uh, at noon on this Sunday. Whether you like it or not, Gary Jones is, in fact, the international president of our UAW. And as he leads the national bargaining team, I am personally pleased to see him carrying out his duties to uphold and abide by our Constitution. President Jones, stay stay strong in that effort. Also, a very special thanks go out to our GM National Bargaining Team. Stay strong, please. We need you, each and every one of us. You are our voice at that table. No one else. Thank you. Let me bring on Jeff real quick. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Uh, I'm okay, Leroy. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, well, you know, it's been a busy week, as you as you might know. Uh, we we have some announcements that'll just set you on your ear uh, this this week. It's been, uh, you know, really, really uh, interesting, and we've lost at least one member. And uh, we'll get to that in the announcements, and uh, we'll have a moment of silence for our sister at that time. Um, as you know, I've been helping a sister uh, with an issue that's, uh, you know, very complicated. Uh, and I spent yesterday uh, reducing that to writing uh, about 13 hours worth. So, you know, we're we're busy doing a lot of things. In support of our membership here, uh, I did get to the picket line a little bit this week, uh, and uh, we had some interesting questions, a lot of good feedback, and everybody's you know pretty solid and staying strong. This is only uh, day seven, so it's uh, a ways to go. Uh, we expect, although they say they're pretty close. Uh, earlier today, the, a couple of newspapers reported that. I see. Uh, Brother Tom is here. Let me bring Tom on. Maybe he's got some. He tried to call a minute ago. That was what that call was. 
I think Tom might have some new information for us, so uh, please welcome Tom to the show. Oh, Jeff, uh, Jeff is now right. Hi. Hey, Tom. Hi, how you guys doing? Uh, I got in here kind of late coming home from my grandson's uh, football game. I don't know where you're at in the program here. I was in for about uh, 30 seconds here, I guess, in the key, in the key but... Uh, Hey, uh, Leroy, can we have uh, uh, one second here? Uh, my condolences go out to Jeff and uh, the big brother. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I I am really, my son is in the same boat you are on, Jeff. I mean, I can't get him to stop putting his head down at the floor, and when he walks by me, he won't even talk to me. But uh, there's better days ahead, believe me, brother. There are better days ahead. <laughs> What he's talking about, for those of you that don't know, Tom is an Ohio State fan. Jeff is a University of Michigan fan, and I am an MSU fan, but I have some deep roots in Buckeye land because I grew up there. Okay, so I still have a little red in uh, my veins, but I'm pretty much uh, green and white these days because I – uh, I live close to the campus, so. But uh, and, and of course, U of M played Wisconsin, right, Jeff? You tell them what happened. They didn't play Wisconsin. <laughs> that wasn't no football game. <laughs> um, I got two words for Tom, but I'm not allowed to say them on the air. <laughs> not on air. I've done it twice, remember? I'm not allowed to do it anymore. <laughs> And I and I deserve him, Jeff. I really deserve him, but I mean, I know yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, okay, back to what you guys were talking about. I'll, I'll okay, sit back. Well, and I, yeah, we I were just kind of seeing how our week went, and that filled right in there for yesterday. I wasn't paying much attention because I, as I was indicating, I uh, spent about thirteen hours at the at the uh, uh, typewriter. In fact. I've uh, been kind of busy. I, I really hadn't eaten since Friday afternoon once I started this project, and I, I didn't eat until about 3.30 today because there's been a lot of stuff going on here. So I, that that focused on what's going on, uh, just a tremendous amount of things going on, and uh, uh, we're, we're doing things, uh, and you'll hear a little bit about that later on. We're doing things that are very interesting behind the scenes. Uh, I want to make one thing clear, real clear, to everybody listening. If you are or if you know of a person that may even think about becoming a scab, crossing our picket line in any fashion, going and doing our jobs while we're on strike, tell them, don't. As some of you know, I'm a United States Army veteran, so is Tom, um, and uh, just know that we're going to enforce our picket lines. Believe us when we say that, okay? Believe it. Nobody will go untested that crosses our line. anywhere in the United States, 
our teams are prepared. The leadership can't do some of the things that we've already done. But we're going to continue to do them. Mary Barra, don't you dare even think about it. Don't. I know you got away with it, one of the plants, for a while. But that's slowly going to end, and you'll see. You know we're on strike, and that unifies each and every one of us. There's people at the bargaining table, and there's people out here handling everything else. Members are on the picket line, and we're doing our job. And believe it, we're doing it. We're not sitting around here. We're just happy and around. We are enforcing our picket lines, and we're doing what we can to help the bargainers, bargainers at the table. We started that almost a year ago in December when we asked for a legislative review of the laws of treason regarding corporations. And thank you for the 3,500 people who have downloaded that document and supporting document and passed it on to your congressperson because Mary Barra went around, insulted the whole United States with pittance of money here and there and everywhere, trying to ingratiate herself to the legislative leadership. But you, brothers and sisters and listeners, went on and did what we asked you to do, and you downloaded that and turned it into Congress. And whether or not she likes it, it's in the back of every congressperson's mind right now. Treason. And as this continues, this strike, it makes it just that much more difficult for her to win the hearts and minds of the general public. So remember we talked about the picnic table here a while back, how you had to prepare it when you actually stain it? We've done that in the case of this strike. That's not the only thing we've done, but it's the most visible, and we had the most support from our listeners, and thank you very much. 3,500 downloaded it, probably give it to 10 friends, so about 35,000 went into the Congress, and we thank you for that. We are the UAW. The UAW is our union, and we are going to take care of it at every step of the way. Guarantee you. Okay. Any comment from uh, Jeff? Jeff, we'll start with you on that particular issue. Uh, you hit it on the head, Leroy. Um, I'm very proud of the younger folks stand up for what they believe in and what they need. Uh, that shows me that uh, our union will be in some pretty good hands once we leave. Um, good job for everybody. Right. everybody. we got a lot of young people coming up, and we're helping them grow in many, many ways. Tom, you got any comments on that, uh, what, my, what I said there about that? Yeah, just briefly that uh, I had the opportunity myself to go out there and stand on picket lines. I'm proud of every one of those people out there from retirees to uh, employees in progressions. 
many, many temporary people out there who have uh, been exploited by this corporation. And, uh, and uh, uh, of course, our traditional folks out there, always out there, uh, heading up the teams uh, in regards to the picket lines. Uh, I, I enjoyed the conversations and, and, and the talks with those folks, and they are geared up for this thing for the long haul. They are prepared, and they're ready to do whatever they have to do until hell freezes over. That's all I've got to add. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, the you know, I, I, I got out, like I said, the picket lines a little bit. I have some questions, though, at least one that was prominent about it. And, you know, we we believe temp lives matter, you know, that somebody else came up with a T-shirt like that, and I've been – posting that around a little bit with some of our own uh, dialogue uh, about the Constitution, the UAW, and collective bargaining agreement. But uh, temp lives matter. They really do. And whether you like it or not, it is a fact that the younger people that are currently temporaries are eventually going to be in charge of this union. And if you treat them bad now, don't expect them to treat you good later. This is wrong what's happening to them. It's wrong that they abuse them and then enforce it on our mem- you know, our seniority members, older folks. It's just wrong. They make them under threat of discharge, they'll put a a temporary on a job and double the job and then enforce that on a seniority worker. So it's just not good that this is being done. There's all manner of things that come from that. There's things that we gave up to get subpay. And they have, the corporation has successfully done a workaround subpay, so it's not even, you can't get it anymore if you're a temporary. And the young people are the ones that are supposed to be most vulnerable to a layoff, and we need to be protecting them, right? So, um, having said that, you know, we we have a lot more to go, but we have a few announcements. Uh, Jeff, you want to start with that first one? Sure. Uh, September 15th at 11.59 p.m., the UAWNI National Strike Against General Motors. September 17th, three UAW members were struck by a vehicle while picked in Flint at the parts warehouse there, GMAAC. Uh, three. September 20th, nine UAW members were arrested in Spring Hill, Tennessee, while picketing. September 20th, on Friday, after completing her picket assignment, Megan Ballard, a member of UAW Local 2209 Fort Wayne, was involved in a fatal accident. We would like to support of our brothers and sisters as they remember her at 9 p.m. 
on Monday in Fort Wayne. Leave that's at the local union hall there. They're going to have it at 9 p.m. and at another remote location where the accident took place. Please have a moment of silence for our fallen sister, her family and friends and coworkers. Thank you. Many thanks to all of our worldwide investigative reporters. We know we had a lot of other things come in this week, and uh, we're going to keep it uh, real, real brief here this week with our announcements. Uh, we're actually only going to do one email as well, uh, or actually a message. This came uh, as I was on the picket line this past week and, and talking to different uh, sisters and brothers. Uh, the overriding question, and we talked about the, the uh, Constitution elements in the seat that uh, that are uh, uh, violating the, C the collective bargaining agreement. You know the uh, elements in the CBA that are violating the Constitution, uh, and Jeff will go over those in a minute. But for now, uh, the notion that uh, the Constitution. Uh, requires no greater than three consecutive months for work permit for non-seniority member. That means temporary people, for those of you paying attention. Okay. Uh, and the question was, uh, will going back to 90-day seniority cause the old 89 days and out problem? That's a question for a number of picketers on, on the line. And I admit that I didn't get there as much as I'd like to, but... You know, there's a lot of things going on, and we we have a uh, uh, sister in distress, and we're required to help our sisters and brothers by Constitution if we have the ability to do it. And this this is uh, uh, pretty high-speed stuff, and we got through it pretty well, and I think it's going to be resolved in a positive manner. But to answer the question from the members on the picket line, and I answered this to them directly, uh, there's ways around it. Right now, the, the, the contract reads 90 days within 180 days. Okay, so that mitigates that a little bit. But if you add the element that no other person can be hired for an, a period even beyond 180 days, in other words, you have return right prior to anybody else being hired, and this, the first day you go back, you would get your 90 days in, right? So uh, that would uh, thwart, or if you start a new 180, if it's longer than the 180. But, it, yeah, it, it really puts them at a, at a disadvantage uh, about playing that old 89-day-and-out game uh, we have to be smarter. This is 2019, not 1937. We have to be smarter and use the tools available to us, okay? Not that they did a bad job back then. We can do equally well with the tools we have today. Let's, let's use them, okay? So that's kind of where that's at, that whole 90-day thing is not going to be abused like it once was if we're smart and, and think outside the box. In other words, they got return rights. Return right. They can't hire anybody else. 
until they bring you back if they've laid you off. Okay, and then we can stipulate that however need to be that the second you get another day in, you know, then you uh, acquire seniority. So uh, this whole thing that they're there years on end, and some of them before this last contract in 15, we had some uh, members that had been temporary in uh, Flint Truck Assembly and uh, Brother Scott Shingledecker reported on that on the other show when Jeff and I were on the other show. Uh, it's, he said they had been there six and seven years as temporaries. And that's just uh, not not a good thing. So uh, essentially they've been there since that whole program started in 2007, uh, temporaries, and they'd been there, you know, I think we left the show in like the early part of 16. So... Uh, that was nine years that you've been talking about. They had been there uh, six and seven years. Uh, that's that's simply unacceptable. How would you like to go to the bank, try to buy a house, and say, "Oh, banker, say, where, where do you work at?" Well, I've I've got a you know a quarter of my career in already. I mean, twenty or six or seven years in. You know, I mean, well, you know, maybe not a quarter, but twenty percent of my career. And uh, I've been working at General Motors. And the banker look at you and go, yeah, really? Um, We've heard about you. Uh, And, you know, temporaries, are you permanent or temporary? I'm temporary. Well, you know, good luck. Uh, We need, you know, verification of regular permanent employment. You know, that's just simply not fair if you've got, you know, years at this corporation. How do you plan your life? And again, if you get laid off, you don't get subpaid. And that that whole element of our contract, we gave up stuff in order to get subpaid for the younger people in our in our membership. And they don't get it right now. If they get laid off, they don't get subpaid, temporaries. They don't have the ability to transfer. It's just simply wrong what's going on. So we'll. Uh, We'll keep pushing that, uh, and uh, so that's kind of where that's it. Uh, with regard to the issue of 89 days, uh, Jeff, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, we got way too many people who are been working part-time for five, six years every day uh, without a day off, and, and it's just disgraceful how this all went down back in 2007. Oh yeah, they got they got you know regular temporaries yeah, and they got part time temporaries. You know they yeah. they got more temporaries than they can you know shake a stick at. You know I mean this is well, this is insane. And these are our yeah, brothers and sisters. I mean you know Jeff you know retirees are still members with very few limitations on our membership, very few. So these are our brothers and sisters. You know, and we can't we can't allow that to go on. Tom, you got any comment on on the eighty nine days? Yeah, it uh, it definitely needs to be corrected, and uh, I just have a few words to say. It, it's it's time for large corporations, whether it be here in America or in Mexico and China, wherever they choose to do business, quit exploiting the working class. This message we're sending today with with the strike, I think it's going to catch fire uh, all over the world. Right? If you've been following things 
uh, closely over in Korea. I believe uh, they're out on strike also. So let's let's get these corporations in line and let's make them toe the line and quit exploiting our working class people here in the United States also. Right, Tom. I, I agree 100%. You know, we've gotten a lot of uh, support, you know, from our uh, sister unions. The Teamsters won't haul trucks, and we know that they can't get fired for not crossing the picket line. You provided that uh, element of their contract. The page in their contract says, can't get fired if you, cro- if you don't cross the picket line. That's kind of cool language. We need to have that in ours, Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the Teamsters have been there right along with us from day one to day. The minute we walked out, walked out, I got a text message from from several of the Teamsters here locally that the, they definitely will be in line supporting our people. Right, right. And and the steel workers and the teachers and the nurses, all you know, all these other unions. But I want to say this, okay, Mary Barra. You've awoken a sleeping giant. We've been kind of living with all this crap that you've been feeding us, all of us. Retirees, tier tier one through six, part-time temporaries, we've been putting it up with it. But you've awoken a sleeping giant. And I'm going to submit this. I'll bet you we're closer right now to having a national shutdown of this damn country than ever before, except, well, we had one in the 40s, in a modern time. We're close to having everybody say get out. I'll tell you something. I walked into a restaurant today, a fast food store, and I looked around, and they were all gone. There wasn't a soul in the, in the prep part of the restaurant, nobody out there cleaning tables, just gone. I'm going, it happened. It really happened, and I'm, you know, and then one of them come out. I'm going, okay. <laughs> it was kind of, kind of funny. I was kind of, you know, I'm going, wow, did I miss something? Did, did, was there, you know, a memo that they just said nobody's going to work no more anymore? You know, I really thought that, and we're close, we're sisters and brothers. We're close to that happening right now. It's not going to take much of a push. To, you know, I mean, people working minimum wage jobs, they might not like that we make more money, but they know that when we make more money, they do too. Okay, that's called wage striation, and it's been so so compressed. They're talking about going to 15 or 17 job, dollar an hour jobs, and some of the entities are thinking about breaking up. And I, I'm going, you know, I mean. A, a pizza delivery person making $15 an hour, and you're saying that you're going to have, you know, starting wage for industrial wages at 15 and go to top out at 17? Are you out of your mind? Good Lord. Okay. I agree, Tom. May I, Leroy, may I add something to what you just said? And you and I have talked about this quite a bit uh, yeah. over the last several weeks. And, and and trying to break down where she is trying to come from. I know you've talked to me several times how, how she's mentioned uh, vertical integration 
of the production lines with what has transpired in the past. And, and I can't for the life of me figure out how she's directing these people sitting at the tables with our tough, stubborn negotiators because they're dug in, man. I'm telling you, I've never been so proud. Where is she coming from with these $17 an hour jobs? I, I, I just don't understand. You want vertical integration at, at, at wages far below what we're currently paying our brothers and sisters under a traditional uh, bargaining uh, agreement, a master agreement. She wants agreements for, uh, she wants to put us in, in little uh, buckets and, and, and have a contract for this bucket over here and this bucket over here. For the life of me, this woman's lost her mind. Right. Bloody Mary, they're calling her now. Bloody Mary, right. <laughs> well, you're right, you're right, Tom. I mean, this this whole notion of the, you know, vertical integration, they're going to go with that in the new uh, she had one word answer in, in the second quarter uh, uh, re- report for General Motors on the second quarter. She just said uh, no. It was a simple answer. And the, an- the question was, uh, are you relying on other outside companies or sources for your autonomous vehicles? The answer was no. That means she's going to be vertically integrated in the autonomous vehicle industry. And I want to add regarding wages that everybody wants to cut. In 2015, they were going to bring work back from Mexico. That was part of the agreement, bringing work back from Mexico. That was the GM-UAW in agreement. Okay. Well, and the reason for that was we at General Motors were the some of the lowest labor costs in the world when you consider transportation and all the rest of that that you have to do when you're bringing them from overseas to try and market them here. When you consider our labor cost and even much lower actual labor cost, we're the lowest when you bring it back to the United States. Except that mid-contract in 2016, 17, I'm sorry, 17, we had a tax cut that gave corporations a 50% off coupon for their taxes if they built something outside the United States and brought it here. And that made our labor less competitive because they had a tax advantage for the labor. See, it isn't just labor costs. It's all of the transportation and tax advantage that they get. And that happened in the current administration. And I hope that everybody understands that, okay? I want to be real clear about that. That cut our work and and began outsourcing of our work in the United States. And that kind of action by our elected officials needs to stop, okay? So uh, having said that, uh, let me get to the definition this week. We do have some things we want to say here. This week's definition is persist. The word is persist. That means to continue firmly or obstinately in an opinion or a course of action in spite of difficulty, opposition, or even some failure. Okay? We continue to persist. And that's what we're going to do at our picket line, persist. It's going to be... As long as it takes, we will persist. We don't know how long it's going to be. 
Some people say they're close. Some people say they're far apart. We know that they have to consider the Constitution in their deliberations at the table. Because, you know, you'll see here in a second when Jeff gets through his report. You'll see. Leroy, what a great word. Where where did you get that word? Did somebody send that to you? Persist. Did you see what happened to us with the with the federal government and the FBI? You know how focused we are? That just bounced off us like water off a duck. Nobody right. ran with that story. We did not lose our focus. And those people are focused in on what we need to do as workers. I love that word. Thank you. Thank you, Leroy. I, I just You're wondered well. where you got it. Well, it, it it came a little birdie flew in and, and hit my computer. <laughs> How about that? I gotta have a little effort. Yeah. But it's yeah, what we're yeah, gonna do. Well. We're gonna persist. And you're right. I mean, even in the educational piece we had so that people weren't out there rumoring this and rumoring that, we gave them the absolute fact, no no rhetoric or anything. We just said, Here's the the court filing. Okay. Yep. And we said, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's the meme that we put up with it, okay? We are not going to uh, lower ourselves to the standards of the federal government coming in and attacking our union while we're focused on a strike and focused on contract negotiations. As far as, like I said here uh, last week, as far as we're concerned as a team, and we've talked about this, Everything that's been said about our UAW that has not been proven is absolute conjecture. And you kind of got the word that I was thinking. Everybody knew what that word was going to be, right? (laughs) It's conjecture. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's conjecture, and nobody's been proven guilty. And whether you like it or not, President Gary Jones is the head of this union, and he's leading our national bargaining team. And screw anybody that doesn't like it. There's one focus now, strike and strike conditions. What we're after. Okay, Jeff, this week's quote. All right, let's get to it. This week's quote. Only a fool would try to deprive working men and working women of their right to join a union of their choice. And that is from uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower. You know, he has a R behind his name, but he was a big supporter of the working class and of unions. Um, If you look at his 1956 presidential platform, while he was campaigning, it's the exact same platform that Bernie Sanders has been preaching during all of Bernie's lifetime in, in public office. So, only a fool will try to deprive working men and working women of their right to join the union of their choice. Thank you, brother. That's that's. Uh, uh, really good for uh, this time that we're uh, in in our union. And believe me, you know, we're all making our own history here. Some of us are supportive of the team. Some of us are grandstanding. Some of us are trying to this and that. 
we stand supportive of our national bargaining team and our UAW leadership that are elected locally and internationally. We will not lose that focus. Okay, Jeff, uh, in your report to start it, I think you're going to talk about those elements of the collective bargaining agreement that seem to be in, in violation of the uh, UAW Constitution. And uh, if you want to just reiterate those a little bit, please, I think you've been doing that, that uh, quite well. And actually, uh, Brother Dedes, I think he was talking about you. He said that uh, the membership is clearly <laughs> Uh, uh, communicating what they will accept and won't accept. <laughs> this is one of the areas that we've been <laughs> pretty hard. So, brother, yeah, do your thing. All right. The biggest one is uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. Is temporary language, um, in our opinion, needs to be changed or removed. Um, Article 13, Section 22. And shall be left to the discretion of the local union to determine the duration of the period for which work permits are issued. In no case, however, shall work permits be issued to any worker for a period of more than three consecutive months. And that's what Leor was talking about in the uh, emails or right, comments. Right. Um, Second one is the competitive clause, which is Appendix K and GM. In the interest of the membership, that language needs to be removed from the contract. It's the whole appendix has got to go. Uh, three, the UAW Constitution states that we must enforce the laws. Thus, let's enforce the laws and remove laws unfriendly to labor from our contract. There's a few of them. Right. So that's most, most notably, I think, Jeff, is the Pension Protection Act 2006. While it may be law, it's still subject to, you know, some sort of mitigation as law. If it's in our contract, it's automatic, and uh, that provides for deep cuts in pensions should the funding level fall below a certain level, that being 80% or 60%, and there's different cuts in each each one of those. Uh, we got a, a couple more here, Jeff, in the blue there. So. Okay. The real beauty of all this is all national bargaining teams need to do, do is abide by their oath of office required to abide by the UAW Constitution regarding the CBA and then will not hear one peep from us. Uh, also regarding the strike, public perception is extremely important here. So don't be out on the picket lines, uh, dancing to music, uh, you know, messing with the cars that drive by. Just do your thing, folks. That's all you got to do. Right. If you lose support, you start doing that right. kind of stuff. Just, just remember, you know, if, if you're out there uh, pestering somebody that's in a car, yelling at them, whatever, or if you're dancing around, they think you're just having a party out here. And this ain't a party. This is dead serious, folks. 
okay, uh, I heard a leader was out there on one of the picket lines uh, doing the Cupid Shuffle, and uh, uh, it wasn't well-received. You know who you are. It wasn't well-received by anybody, including the public that watched you. And we already heard about that. Yeah, we're kind of a watchdog, too, around here, besides just loyal opposition National Caucus. But, yeah, you know who you were, okay? Uh, you know, when the public drives by, they want to, you know, if we're on strike, they don't want to be harassed. They don't want to be, you know, having their car stopped in the middle of the street. Think about this. When we talked about bankers a while ago. This could get ugly and long. We don't know. You know, it, 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 it was really fanciful the first few days, and now it's starting to get serious. You're looking at the first week without a paycheck here pretty soon. It's no fun going without a paycheck. But what if you have offended by and through some action, inappropriate action, at a picket line? And that happened to be your banker with your car or your mortgage or whoever. What if it happened to be that person? And three weeks from now, when your mortgage is due, or two weeks, forever long, you need some relief. And you go in, and the banker's really, really off-put by our strike because of personal treatment. Think beyond the end of your nose, brothers and sisters. We have to be respectful. If there's nothing else we need to do in this particular strike, this time, it's have the public on our side. Perception of legitimacy for corporations is not good at this time. We need to have it on our side. So we're not trying to be the picket police. We're trying to be be successful with a winning effort, okay? And for you, there might be a member that you affect that you don't even know, a banker for somebody else. So be careful. We need to stick together, and we need to have a united front that's respectful to the community that supports us. We don't need to turn anybody off, anybody, because it might not be your banker. It might be somebody else's banker, right? Okay. So, Tom, you got anything to say about all that? No, I'm just right on point with what he uh, what he had to put out there. It's uh, There's several other issues that uh, don't quite... Uh, fit with what our UAW Constitution says, and, and I think the, the message is loud and clear through several shows which Jeff has put out there to to the membership, and I think it's great for educating our younger people. A lot of them call me and tell me that uh, they've learned a lot just by listening. So, and I tell them where to get the they they didn't even know there was such a thing as a UAW constitution and I told them where to go uaw.org they have the constitution up there it's in a PDF form and you can just open it up and read whatever you want to read okay and uh, 
Jeff, uh, I can't tell you how many people called me and are thankful for what you have done over many, many shows in in, uh, tutoring people in regards to the UAW Constitution. It's an an invaluable tool. It's a a valuable tool, rather, not invaluable, a valuable tool to to all of us. Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. Great job. You know, I I tell him a lot in private. (laughs) I really appreciate everything he does, you know, and I'm proud I don't do it enough in in public. But Jeff goes out there, and, you know, we had a constitutional series. We got uh, about probably uh, 25% of the way through the Constitution, uh, and then we got a bunch of other issues, and we'll get back to that. We'll get through it before it's all said and done. I I know it gets a little dry sometimes because Jeff reads it, and then we – Talk about whether you know it's appropriate for today, and or, or it should have some adjustment. Um, and uh, uh, Jeff does a real good job on, on that. He's doing a good job of of uh, driving home the three issues that are uh, most prevalent in that in our in, that are in our CBA collective bargaining agreement, and uh, that may violate the Constitution. And we're asking. That the leaders, that you know, that regard the Constitution, uh, uphold it and abide by it. You know, and, and as long as you're doing your job, you won't hear peep one from us. Just like Jeff just said, that's simple, right? Jeff, you got anything else to add? Uh, that's you know, I've been trying to educate people for 32 years. Um, that's kind of my specialty, I guess. Um, I really look forward to helping people and educating them. So uh, I do appreciate the compliments that Tom's been getting. Thank you. Right. Good. Uh, so we uh, uh, are uh, in my report. You know, we're a weekend, seven days. Uh, you know, we talked about some of the strike issues. Okay, in the past, and those issues that we're attempting to uh, affect to the positive, uh, and, and this is our sole focus, okay, job security, defining a permanent path for temporary workers to seniority, wage progression for new hires, affordable quality health care and prescription drug benefits, wage increases, our share of the profits, and skilled trades issues. Okay? Those are the things that are very narrowly our focus for each and every member, retired, active, temporary, or part-time temporary. That's our focus from now until the day that it's ratified and everyone goes back to work. Those seven items are our focus. Okay, yeah, we put some some heat about some items in addition to that. But those are the issues that are stated by Vice President Terry Dittis, and we support that. This caucus is loyal opposition, and we support our leadership when we're on strike 100%. We support them probably 50% most of the other time. 
but now <laughs> we're, we're unified, aren't we, brothers? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Okay. Um, in that regard, we need to stick together, all of us. Okay, and give you a few things you need to be doing. Okay, check on each other. Okay, check on each other, especially the members that you know that reside alone. All of a sudden, they don't have work to go to to get their socialization, and they're sitting around a house with nothing to do, especially those who have just transferred or recently transferred or even a year or two transferred. They're now sitting around the house with nothing to do. They go to their strike duty, their picket line duty, and that's, you know, whatever your local is, six hours, some of them are doing four. But whatever your duty is. And then they go home to that empty place. So Check and make sure the younger people that are making half wages have their finances covered. Ask them, you know, did, did you have gas money to get here today so you could make your 250 Some of these, you know, members are going to make more on strike pay than they will working in the plant. Think about that. Isn't that just – you guys, you know, Tom and Jeff, do you think that's just sad? It's criminal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, here we are in 2019, and we can't afford to buy groceries anymore. Right. Not right. Right. Some of them. Right. They got, you know, two and three jobs. Some of them are going to school, and this is part-time for them. It works for them. But, you know, there's a lot that aren't doing all of that, and they're just being abused. Shake another thing. Shake hands with your political opposition, especially. You know, I mean, uh, this is not a time to be fighting. That includes the local and national leadership. You heard us here tonight talking very. You know, we had you know very good things to say about the elected leaders at the national level. Those of you at the local union level are using this time as political advantage for yourself by giving grief to your people you don't not, some of them aren't even political opposition they're just somebody you don't like that's in the leadership and you don't even you can't even say why you don't like them you know it's it's time for you to put that away and go shake their hand and say let's get through this right we covered this a little before in the next item. Be respectful. Everybody's watching us. Everybody. People making less money, people making more money, those that think we're pampered prima donnas, those that think we're, you know, pain in the, pain in the butt, you know, everybody's watching. And the first time they get the opportunity, and we've seen it a couple times, they're going to try and, drive the narrative to the negative. Right now, and, and, and I know that we're working hard and working for a living to keep the narrative positive for 
uh, on social media and into regular uh, mainstream media to keep the narrative positive for working men and women, especially you know us on strike now. If we control the narrative and keep up your posts, positive posts, on our internal social media and on our uh, uh, mainstream media, make comments on the opinion letters, letters to the editor, whatever you want to call them, in your local paper. Make positive comments for us, okay? That's, you know, it's one of the political things that we do, right? That's, you know, I've been campaign chair political, I can't tell you how many, you know, I mean, directly in the 30s, you know, where I've been campaign manager for different different campaigns. And when you consider I've been of counsel, probably goes well over the hundreds, several hundred. So one of the things that people use is letters to the editor. Start writing letters to the editor about our union, what good it does. Talk about you're a UAW member and you do X in the community. I'm a coach. You know, I'm a mentor. I'm a foster parent. Whatever you you do, start writing about it in the paper. We need to win the hearts and minds of the general public in this. Okay? Be active. We're giving a little list of stuff to do here. Talked about scabs. Elected leaders can't do certain things, but we can. And believe me, we've already done it. We will enforce our picket lines, and God help the scabs that come across it. And we don't need to do it in a confined area at the gate. Just let them, let the police, we're not going to get a battle with the police or nothing like that. Just know that we're handling it. Okay? I mean, push as much as you can at the gates, but don't get in battles with the police. Okay? Be careful. We need to, in the end, go back to work and still be, you know, respectable to all the people in the plant. I've gotten, I can't tell you, you know, (laughs) here it sounds like we're being a picket police, but I can't tell you the number of emails and phone calls that I've gotten this past week. My family, this is a quote, my family is five-generation UAW. My children and grandchildren who now work at General Motors were raised union. They went to picket lines. They've been to all the functions. They've been helping get people elected. Everything that's necessary for a union person, they've done it. And they said to somebody, we can't stop management from going into the plant. And they were called all kinds of names. You know, we're 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 the picket line. Those people, and this is what she asked me to this lady. Okay, she's a very good friend of mine. You know, we're kind of recent friends, but you know, I believe we've known each other uh, long ago. Uh, quite frankly, and uh, she knows who I'm talking. 
she knows I'm talking about her uh, from the Flint area when I lived there. You know, I knew, knew a lot of people there. And so, I mean, I worked in a plant. I mean, Local 659 used to have a sign out in front of it. They disavow it now, but over 50,000 members they represented at one time. Chevrolet in a whole. I, want, I was able to see the, you know, the green and white paper. They had 14, almost 14,000 on the bottom, this number of people that work here, hourly that work here. You know, timekeeper showed it to me. And I'm going, wow, 14,000 in this facility, and there's four more like us, because that's an amalgamated local. All general, well, mostly all General Motors. I think it's added some new ones uh, since then, but because of the divisions that's been done. But um, um, you know, uh, this whole notion that we have to let them in because this is again what she wanted me to say. There are essential functions in our facilities that we're not allowed to do because of the picket line. None of us are supposed to be going in and doing essential functions at all. I know one of the locals is letting skilled trades go in. No, 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 no. You know, uh, you, Chairman, you're wrong, and you better get your head out of your ass, okay? There are essential functions in the, in the plant that need to be monitored while we're out, and management's doing that. We do it normally, but if they don't do it, it might wreck our employment, Okay? Think about if the Alpo froze up, okay, and it you know it wasn't circulating properly. Think about what that would do. That would cause a two hundred million minimum problem for General Motors. Management has to go in there and do the essential functions because we're not going to do it, okay. So us preventing that is may be far more dangerous than anything, okay? So she was adamant as a five-generation UAW member that that was wrong for us to do, and it was wrong for those picketers to call her son every name in the book. Okay? We, We have you know, to be careful because we don't want to wreck the place that we work at, right? Okay, thank you. Now, we're not we're not the picket police here, but there's some things that just need to get said. You know, if we want to walk around in front of the, the semis, and by the way, we found out where some of the semis that are, are they're parking at night. So unless they change that, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> out everywhere, but, you know, we're kind of, you know, figuring that out. Uh, so anyhow, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but, um, you know, what they call a fish. Forget it, stuff happens, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, 
again, we need to abide by our Constitution. We're right at an hour now, so we won't uh, uh, go and uh, disabuse your time either. Uh, and I'll just know that we're going to enforce the pickets. That's already said. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, like I said earlier, you know, it's Army veteran. So uh, we have plans, right? And we're not going to pick fights we can't win. And this is a fight that our leadership has picked, and we're going to win it. And we're going to help in every way we can. Nobody's crossing our line without accountability. Okay? I mean, management's got to go in there and do essential functions. Okay. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to say about my report? No, you did a good job, right? Um, I don't advise people when they do go back to work and they have a contract in front of them to consider voting for or against. Um, we had an issue on Local 600 back in 2015 where international staff reps were in there harassing people, bullying people to vote a certain way. You know, they would target the women. Uh, don't let that happen, folks. If the international staff or anybody else tries to threaten you, harass you, bully you, let them stop. We'll call them out on it. Mm-hmm. But first, we have to get to the contract first. Yeah, that's right. Let's get a, let's get our focus. But that's true, Jeff. We're not going to uh, put up with that and. Uh, Last time I checked, you, Tom, and I are uh, not somebody that uh, backs away from uh, a challenge. And, uh, um, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) all you got to do is look at my history. If you think I'm, I don't, I'm not resolute and have uh, uh, tenacity and persistence, you, you just Google me and find out. You know, so, Tom, do you have anything to say about my report or anything else? No, very, very good report, Leroy, and uh, and uh, we just need to hold the line and do what we have to do until we get what we want, and uh, that's correcting the injustice that have been done to us in the past and get back what we gave to General Motors during the good times. We gave during the bad. Now it's time for them to reward us for our sacrifices. We have uh, a, a great workforce out there that works hard. Uh, they've overloaded most of their jobs over the years. They've gotten as far as they could with technology. And when Jeff reported out on the certain language there that needs to be taking out the competitive language, we're, we're not uh, we're not the company. It's up to the company to make the company competitive. It's up to us to do the job on the floor. So, I mean, we got to separate ourselves from that. And uh, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head tonight, Leroy. There's several things that probably could have got uh, talked about on here, but uh, we are limited, like you said. So, And, Jeff, I want to apologize for what I said at the beginning of the program <laughs> before the show ends. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'll find out where I, you live. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Just check which board it's full, and 
a couple people have said that they want to come in and, and talk. Uh, uh, they, I just got a text that said they, uh, they uh, weren't able to tonight. They were listening, but they, they weren't able to uh, raise their hand like they're supposed to. Uh, but uh, thanks to all the listeners uh, in in the, in the switchboard too, you know. So, but yeah, and you guys and your your football rivalry there, you know. I'm telling you, Jeff, you're gonna have to get out there and give them a pep talk, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them more than a pep talk. Yeah. You live close. You're the closest ones. You're going to have to take care of your team there. Go over and tell them who you are. Are we allowed to gamble on here, Leroy? I can, you know, no, we're not bet. supposed to do anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Remember, it's about perception, right? Yeah. yeah. And that, and that thing about the show, we got to talk about that, Leroy. If somebody wants to get a hold of me, give me your your information, and we'll 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 get you all set up because uh, you know we uh, we have that ability. But I don't think people understand how that works, do they, Leroy? We don't publish it that much. I mean, we have a number of people that, that over years, you know, have figured out because we've been doing this almost five years now, or we'll be, be in our fifth season pretty soon. I guess is better said. Uh, end of the year will be our the beginning of the year will be our fifth season. So, uh, and uh, we're well into our fourth year. We've already celebrated our fourth year. So we we do have a number of people that have come up with the phone number and they do call in uh, and and just listen via phone rather than uh, on the uh, uh, our uh, any of our methods that we uh, have available. Uh, and you know it, you know I mean not to. 20 we were allowed 50 here and it gets pretty close to being full we don't get any credit for that when uh that and any of the because uh, we do count we keep track of everything here so uh that doesn't come into our our uh, uh, uh downloads or anything like that so we we don't dissuade them but there's people that you know like i said have had the number for a while but uh anybody that you know, send us a text message or a PM in Facebook or um, any anywhere, and uh, we'll you know we'll you know talk to you a little bit about what you want to talk about and, and have you on. I know there's some strikers out there that want to come on, uh, and they you know for whatever reason they're I I think I see their number in the in the switchboard, and one of them is actually texting me and said I can't talk tonight uh, uh, for a, a lot of reasons. I don't know. He already told me that what they were, but. Yeah.
we get a lot of crazy stuff in there. You know, we we have something for you from Europe that, uh, uh, or somewhere, and you can get ten million dollars if you if you sign up. The same, you know, junk mail that you get. So we we get a lot of that in there. I have to take that out. But um, one more thing. Uh, it's been asked, and uh, people are are letting other folks know. Uh, are we going to have you know something to break down the uh, con- uh, the contract when it comes out? Uh, are we going to be able to have that information, or where do they find that at? We have a number of people in the field that are uh, subject matter experts. They're going to get either they've invited on the fo- onto the show, but it, whether they come on or not is one thing. But they've said that they would get us. Uh, in their particular field of expertise, subject matter expert, they get us a, a little uh, brief uh, rundown, uh, breakdown on that particular area. So um, we we expect to be breaking down the contract once it's out, and we'll uh, as we remember, Jeff, didn't we have a show almost every night in 2015? Yes, almost. Different show, it's a different show, but we did it right. So we'll, yep. we'll probably have a show almost every night finding out different things and different elements and getting them to you. Um, and we're a little more experienced, so we'll do a better job. And uh, uh, so uh, we'll try and highlight the good things. And, you know, there's going to be some lowlights out there, too, some of the things that we think we should have got uh, and tell you if it's, you know, good or bad. And then you make your decision uh, based on that information. We're, we're going to do our best. Uh, and uh, we've been uh, not from the leadership because, of course, they don't like us very well because uh, we're out here. <laughs> but you know, you know, we we have a role here, folks, and we're doing the best we can to support our our union. Uh, and sometimes you might not like it, and sometimes you do. Uh, and we know that you take a lot of advice from time to time, you know, and do some of the things we talk about. So. But having said all of that, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything else to talk about? Uh, <coughs> Senator Warren was in Detroit today at the Hamtramck picket line. Uh, tomorrow, Bernie Sanders will be at Hamtramck walking the picket line. And that's all I got, Leroy. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Tom, do you have anything? Anything? No, no, Leroy. I, I think you're right on spot with what you said. We're not committeemen. We we are not negotiators. We have to trust what they do, but we certainly could go over whether or not, in reference to what Jeff briefly said, and I mean there is a myriad of things that will come out in this contract that will be scrutinized, whether it be uh, the pensions uh, and how we have the language that needs to be reversed on, on that or whatever. And uh, we certainly could do that, and I'm not going to second-guess, for one, anybody who sat at that negotiating team. Like I said before, I am 100% uh, behind those gentlemen. I know uh, a few of them personally and talked to them personally, and uh, they are credible individuals that have a job, and, and they're carrying a mountain on their back. So let's just continue to be supportive of them. Let's see what they come up with, and uh, We'll go from there, you know, and and no oh, contract's yeah. right. perfect. No, no contract's right. perfect. Let's remember that. Right. So. 
that's that's exactly what I thought I said was that you know we'll we'll break it down for you and tell you the good and the bad, and then you make a decision. You know, it's a personal decision, and we're not going to be standing over you telling you how to vote. You do it yourself. Okay, so. Um, uh, Tom, did did your uh, grandson win today playing Niles? Uh, no, they followed the path of uh, Go Blue. Oh, sorry <laughs> to hear. Don't raise anybody. Okay, you know. My grandson's young, Youngstown dogs down there. Okay. <laughs> So, all right. Well, uh, that's that's about all. Uh, I do want to say that we did have Joe Biden at Fairfax today in the afternoon. Uh, we want to thank uh, uh, Joe Biden for coming and speaking at our uh, sister local there, Local 31. Appreciate that being there. Uh, so, again, there's a lot of politicians coming out. If we're talking to them, they're our friend. If they don't want to talk to us, they're not our friend. All right. So having said that, um, uh, thanks to Jeff and Tom for coming on and all the hard work that that uh, you guys do through the week uh, and all of our other supporters that you know that and, and team members that uh, are out here that are not on the air. Thank you, each and every one of you. Um, you know we we work hard on helping sisters and brothers out there uh, every day that have issues that are private. That we don't talk about, but believe me, we're out there doing a lot of good for our membership every day, most every day. Okay, yesterday was 13 hours for me, so um, I was happy to do it. I'm not complaining one minute because I I really enjoyed the 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 result of that. So um, I want to thanks to all our listeners and global listeners, Canada and Mexico. U.S. Union and non-union, most especially all of our UAU sisters and brothers that listen. Um, have fun this week. Stay safe. We talked about staying safe and being respectful. Uh, God bless each and every one of you. Good night, listeners, and good night, Tom and Jeff. Have a great week. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night.